This is an SBS radio podcast. Settlement Guide. Information, issues and stories about living in Australia. When living in a multicultural country such as Australia, you will most likely meet or make friends with people who practice a different faith or culture. It's important to be able to understand and appreciate the religious and cultural attributes of culturally and linguistically diverse communities, which leads to a more cohesive society. One of these practices is religious fasting observed by many different faiths. In this episode, we take a look at how religious fasting affects the physical health and could there be any benefits. Whether it involves completely abstaining from food and drink or a lighter, lower-calorie form of eating, fasting is practiced in various religions and philosophies, including Christianity, Islam and Hinduism. Diana Abdelrahman, a Medal of the Order of Australia recipient, is the president of the Australian Muslim Voice Radio, AMV Radio, an English-language program broadcasting 24 hours a day in Canberra during Ramadan. Ms. Abdelrahman explains that Ramadan is a time for Muslims to reconnect with God and with their religion. As the sun comes up, that's when we stop eating. We do not eat or drink during the day until the sun goes down, which is the fourth prayer of the day. This happens for 29, 30 days in the month of Ramadan every year. Fasting actually benefits the body, mind and soul. During the month of Ramadan also, you often increase your prayers. It's a chance where everybody gets to reconnect with God. It's a chance where we get to drop everything else that we're doing and completely focus on our faith. Ramadan is a form of intermittent fasting, a term used to describe a variety of eating patterns in which no or few calories are consumed for time periods that can range from 12 hours to several days on a recurring basis. More specifically, Ramadan falls in the category of time-restricted eating, explains Dr. Veronique Chache, who is an accredited practicing dietitian, a lecturer and researcher at the University of Queensland. Dr. Chache says abstaining from food entirely for limited periods of time brings some key benefits to the body. During a window of fasting, you are triggering the mechanism at a molecular level is triggering the resilience mechanisms in the cells. So the cell switches into a stress response and that mild stressor, we say mild because it's not for too long, will activate certain genes that are known to code for enzymes for detoxification. So for example, antioxidant enzymes are increased increasing detoxification enzymes that are in the liver. And so as a result, the cell is doing a bit of spring cleaning. Jews, like Muslims, completely abstain from food and drinking, including water, a few times during the year. However, abstaining from water has not been proven to have any benefits. If anything, drinking water would be beneficial to flush out the toxins, says Dr. Chache. She says when people are fasting, a process called autophagy is induced in a wide variety of tissues and organs. The cell, it's recycling what it can. So old organelles, which are those particles within the cells, which are old, this is being recycled. So it's recycling what you can keep. So maybe amino acids that can be recycled. And it's promoting what we call a principle of autophagy, auto, self, 
Faji means eating, so eating itself, so basically cleaning itself, eating away its waste product. And these mechanisms are then associated with better outcomes over time because you're reducing cellular waste, you're reducing toxins, you're increasing the ability of detoxifying. So the end result is a kind of regenerating process. Dr. Chache says when someone eats again after fasting, the cells are better able to absorb nutrients. And then when the person starts feeding again, then that switching from the fasting to the feeding in itself is also a beneficial effect because the cell has been deprived of certain nutrients and then suddenly these nutrients come in and it's making the maximum of these nutrients. It's not being wasted, it's not in surplus, it's being used for the optimal function of the cells. It's important to eat healthy and not consume sugary foods too much, says Dr. Chache, as this will trigger a spike in insulin and even insulin resistance over time, which is very harmful. In some religions or cultures, fasting does not involve abstaining from food entirely, but from certain foods during certain periods. For Hinduism, for example, fasting can range from light restriction to extreme abstention. Although in the Hindu religion, fasting is not an obligation, but a moral and spiritual act where the aim is to purify the body and mind. However, Catholics do not eat meat on Fridays during Lent, while Orthodox Christians abstain from mostly dairy products, eggs and meat, and at times olive oil and fish, for a total of 180 to 200 days each year. Dr. Chache says this type of fast fits in the category of calorie-restricted diet. A modern diet based on this principle is the Cron Diet, Calorie Restriction Practice on Optimal Nutrition, which involves calorie restriction in an attempt to improve health and retard aging while still attempting to provide the recommended daily amounts of various nutrients. The idea here is to put the body into a mild stress. That means the body learns to do the most of what he has or of what it is receiving. And obviously all the conditions that are associated with excess fatty tissue in the body. So, you know, mild inflammation, which are all precursors of uh, chronic disease as well. So this does not take place. And because those genes are stimulated a bit less than when you're fasting completely, but still a little bit. So again, the idea is a better antioxidant defense. So that means the ability of the body to really clean up free radicals, toxins, and so on. And the overall effect out of that is that it will slow down the aging process. Some popularized versions of intermittent fasts include the 5 to 2 diet, which involves eating no more than 500 calories in a day, twice a week. Another scientifically backed plan is the fasting mimicking diet formulated by Dr. Walter Longo. Dr. Chache says this kind of fast can help reset hormones as well as promote cell renewal. What uh, the Longo group demonstrated is that you don't need to go to zero calorie to have the benefits of fasting. Even just dropping at least to half what you would do normally, you're still inducing the benefits. And so the fasting mimicking diet is a diet where there's drop in calorie, but there's also a drop in the percentage of protein being consumed. And this protocol is recommended to be done once to three times per year, these five days, for the purpose of of basically resetting those hormones that shouldn't be at high level, but also to promote the autophagy, the cell renewal, the upregulation of antioxidant enzymes. 
Dr. Chache says fasting isn't recommended for people who are underweight or have a pre-existing medical condition, as well as people who have an eating disorder. Adama Konda is the imam at the Canberra Islamic Centre. He says children, the elderly and sick people are not expected to fast during Ramadan. A child is not to fast because children need to eat. Also a traveller, also they don't have to fast. They can make it up when they arrive home. Also elderly people, they don't have to fast either. And also when women are pregnant or breastfeeding, also they don't have to. So fasting, consider our physical ability to do it. If you are physically not able to do it, you are not allowed to do it anymore. That becomes another wrong thing you do. Healthcare professionals stress the importance of having a balanced diet and recommend speaking with a GP or a dietitian before starting a new dietary regime. This was an SBS radio podcast. For more Settlement Guide stories, visit sbs.com.au slash radio.